0: Welcome back to another episode of families that stick together. I really appreciate you being here and I like to think that week after week you show up because this is a place that you just you feel like you can sit down, you feel welcomed, you feel like someone gets you and really I just hope that you walk away feeling like you've been lifted up. And you can take something back to your own family and do something really good for yourself and for them. And this week on this episode, we are talking about taking an inventory on who is speaking into your life, in the real life, in the online level, whatever it is. And I think that you're going to, well, I know that you're going to walk away from this episode feeling like you don't have to compare yourself to anybody else, that you find your worth in who God created you to be. And you guys, your hand is going to go crazy writing if that's your thing in this episode. But I want to let you know, I took all the notes for you. They are in the show notes over on our website, togethermoments.com slash podcast. So I just want you to listen and enjoy this. Our guest, Audra Haney, is just incredible. She will speak so much truth and you will feel so good when you walk away. Audra is a pastor's wife and a mother of three. She is a foster mom, a speaker, an author, and the host of the 5 Minute Mom podcast. We are going to spend the next 30 minutes just talking about how you can invite God into your motherhood, the chaos, the busyness, the crazy, And still do it in a way that works into your real life where you don't feel guilty, where you really feel like you are making the first ministry in your home so successful and drop all the guilt and know that you are doing a really, really good job as a mother. Come along, friend. Let's grow. Welcome to families that stick together Just step right over the random pile of clothes where it looks like all my kids melted. Turn right past the pile of papers still out from last month's school project. Maybe don't look at the sink and make yourself at home, friend. This is where our family of six hangs out. It's where our real life happens. Stay long enough to be reminded of what we both already know, that swimming upstream is not without much work and grace, but it does come with friends who are rooting you on just as fiercely as the way you love your strong family. We work together here as friends so we can get to the end knowing we did well. Come along with us to gather together to grow through it all. Welcome friend with your laundry, your running shoes, or your cup of coffee. I can't wait to spend my time with you. And now my mom, whose first concert was New Kids on the Block, Jennifer Zambio! Some of the best reviews you guys ever give me are just little tags that I see online. And a lot of them are through Instagram stories. If you just tag at Together Moments, I will see them every time. A few months ago, I found the sweetest one from someone who posted a picture of the date night game with a drink, and it said, Best activity we've done together, this hashtag quarantine life. Thank you guys for inviting us into your home and allowing us to share these moments with you where you just get that one little word, that one little prompt you need to get some incredible conversation going and just build your relationship stronger, especially in this crazy time of year 2020. We are honored to share a little part of it with you in making it better. If you would like to order your together for date night, head over to TogetherMoments.com slash shop and check out all of our products including Together for Family Dinner and Together for Advent. Welcome to Families That Stick Together. Audra, thank you for making time for this. I know you have a lot going on right now, as we all do. <laughs>
1: it's a joy.
0: I asked you to be on families that stick together podcast because I knew you would be the perfect person to share with us the immense gift that comes from learning from other women other moms, other wives who just make us grow stronger for ourselves and our family. You know everything I'm talking about when we set ourselves in community and learn. Before we dive into that topic though, would you please tell us your journey to even end up in the role of writer, speaker, top 30 podcaster, and of course making all those dreams happen while being a wife and a mother first?
1: Oh, I love that question. And I love that you're talking about Learning from other women and growing stronger together. I have my degree in broadcast journalism, which was all God because my sophomore year in college, I felt a call to ministry. And I was doing broadcast journalism school at the University of Missouri. And it was a really intense journalism program. So about halfway through, and I felt like the Lord was calling me to ministry. Um, I quickly announced to my parents over the summer, I'm done. God wants to be, need to be in ministry. I no longer need to be in journalism school because I'll probably be in Africa without shoes. So who needs a journalism <laughs> degree? Now, r- mind you, um, I'm pretty much ancient. So this was back um, in 2003 and four. So Facebook wasn't even really a thing you had to have, like, a college address to get on Facebook, there wasn't a lot of social media, there weren't people creating content the way that they are now. And I couldn't see what God saw. And so in God's goodness and sovereignty, through my parents, and through some of my journalism teachers, he just told me to stay the course. And I believe it was for such a time as this. So I worked for the Christian Broadcasting Network for over 12 years. And And then when I became a stay-at-home mom, two things happened. One, I wanted to be at home with my um, daughter more. But also motherhood for me was just a really clumsy and hard transition. And so I I feel like one of the promises that God has over my life is that he's going to use the broken things in my life that he redeems to feed the multitudes. Motherhood is definitely one of those areas in my life that was a struggle. And so I just started reaching deep. Um, I was looking for counsel and I was really struggling. So, in the coming years, it gave me just a tender, tender heart for moms and to pour into moms and to learn from other moms. And so, long story short, about two years ago, with my broadcast journalism background and my love for moms, I launched the Five Minute Mom podcast. And I love what I do. And I love that every single week I get to learn and grow from amazing moms all over the world.
0: I am so thankful that you started that because I have learned so much from your podcast. I think the very first one I listened to Audra was, oh goodness, I I should have looked this up to be prepared. No, you're good. Uh, uh, Is it Darlene Brock? Did you have her on about little girls?
1: Yes, I did. Raising great girls. Yes. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay.
0: That was the very first episode of yours I ever heard. And I was drawn to it because I have three girls Mm -hmm. and I just, I loved it. So thank you for answering that call. I love what you said that God just kept you on that path for a reason. I've, I've heard over the years a really neat saying that I always go back to, or like a thought, if you want to say that in our life to see where God wants us, we should follow the breadcrumbs. It's Mm -hmm. like, he leaves these little clues for us over the years that just set us up for ultimately where he's going to place us. And isn't that just such a neat thing to look back and see how you spent 12 years in a position where you were already interviewing people. <laughs> All so the time. that yeah. when you felt that call to just give yourself to understanding mothers and share with mothers that you already, you were like, bring it on. I got this. I know <laughs> what I'm doing.
1: <laughs> That's so sweet. I still, I, I joke, I had a friend the other day say, well, you must never get nervous before an interview. And I was like, you need to know that I'm always nervous before an interview. (laughs) It's just that God's been good to equip me with some skills um, to to dive in anyway. So don't let anyone tell you that, you know, others are are not nervous or (laughs) scared before an interview because it's still there after all these years. I'm glad you said that because I do think we
0: start looking at people. I mean, it's just that, Constant comparison or fear factor Mm -hmm. where we think, well, who am I to be able to do this? And look at them, they're so cool and confident, but everybody feels those same human feelings over and over.
1: So true. Yeah. And I, early on, I had just a really trusted mentor say, Audra, it doesn't have to be glamorous to be great. And everyone behind the scenes is just working through their own messes too. And it kind of, I think it's easy to look at today's curated world and look at our Instagram feeds and kind of the put together front that we put forward. Um, and think, oh, I'm the only one back here that is just juggling all these things and all the plates keep dropping. But I think it's important to remember, like you said, we're all just walking out real life and juggling real family life and kids and work and job. And so it gets messy sometimes. And I don't know the exact scripture reference, but there is a scripture about how when there's no oxen, the barn is clean. And it's always a good reminder that, man, when there's life, When there's work, when there is purpose and harvesting, there's a mess sometimes, um, but it's so worth it. Absolutely. And I think this is a good segue
0: to the next thing I wanted to talk about, because if we do place ourselves around the right people and the right messages that we keep growing from, obviously we're going to become better people. One of our stickers from Together for Date Night, the Circle of Trust category says, It is said you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with. Do you fit this? Even though this would be like a date night thing, it applies to everything. Although I would like everyone to think about that discussion that would go with your spouse or your partner or whatever, because it it would lead to so much. But I wanted to ask you this because I think it's a great discussion for us women to have about surrounding ourselves with people who lift us up and just about your dedication to hosting a podcast and interviewing for almost three years, this has certainly placed you on a path to be influenced by a whole lot of greatness. So I'd love for you to share your thoughts on this sticker prompt. It is said that you are the average of the five people you spend the most time with.
1: Mm, That gives me chills. That's such a powerful question and just a powerful thought. So we can constantly be taking inventory. I think that's really good. My husband and I were discussing honestly, just yesterday or the day before, really, what is my metric for success with this podcast? And as we dove into that discussion, I just thought, if nothing else, the women that God has brought into my life makes this worth it. If there are zero downloads at the end of the day, This spiritual investment that the Lord has made in my life has far surpassed um, any work that I have put in it. And I was thinking about not only the interviews and the things that I have learned, but also the real life women that God has placed in my life that. I get there are people I would have never crossed paths with that literally call me on my phone. I had a friend the other day where my husband and I were navigating something so hard in ministry, and she sent me a text and said, You're in my heart. Do you need to talk today? And this is a very busy person. And she called me. She made time for me because of her unique unique situation. She was able to give me laser targeted counsel. It was like Jesus called me from the throne room with the exact wisdom that I needed. And I think you need to surround yourself with people. I love how, and speaking of amazing people, one of my mentors, Allie Worthington, she says, you need cheerleaders in your life and you also need slow adapters. You need people who are going to think through everything with you, who are ultimately going to cheer you on, but be like, oh, well, let's think through what we need to think through to make sure this is healthy and positive for you. And, you know, just take inventory take inventory of who you are looking at on Instagram. It took me a while to realize that I can mute or unfollow people that are not healthy for me. And it took me a while to realize I can seek out accounts that are life-giving to me. And so we are just not emotionally able to carry all the stories in the world and all the advice and filter through all of it. So really, really take inventory of who is speaking into your life, um, both in, you know, a real life level and an online level.
0: I agree that the metric for success that you said was just about the women God has brought in your life and how you've been able to touch each other. And this world does not speak to that. We are constantly being fed so many messages about what success is. And it is so hard because I think as moms getting busier and busier, it's a slow fade into where do I actually mark my success? And you reference downloads. Well, to many people, it would be like, if you have zero downloads, seriously, you think that's successful. Mm -hmm. And it's such a, it's such a hard separation. We have to know what our, our true calling is. Right. And, and if we're talking about surrounding ourselves with people who make us better, it is a constant audit we have to do in our families and in ourselves, because we are going to become those people. We really Mm -hmm. will, whether we think we will or not, they will always have a power over us in some weird way. Mm -hmm. And I love the gift that podcasting brings because that is my goal. I know it's your goal to, for whoever stumbles upon our podcast,
1: Mm -hmm. that they
0: just feel fed by goodness that is going to lift them up and make them a better person. And I just think it's a good challenge for all of us, whether it's to think podcasts, television shows, the things we read, the music we listen to, Mm -hmm we are going to become the average of those things. So what are we letting in?
1: Yeah, it's so that's so good. And um, some counsel that I give my friends, because we are believers and we're supposed to be salt and light. And so what we don't wanna do is stay in a bubble. But I've had friends before be like, what does that look like? And I just counsel my friends that you need to be intentional and you need to take inventory because you do need those people in your life that you are pouring out to. But what you need to make sure of is that you have more people in your life in a more intimate way that are filling you back up so that you can be strong and you can pour into others. So if anyone's struggling with that, just kind of take inventory and be like, you know, you, there are people who are a plus side on your energy and your spiritual strength. There are those people who deplete it in some ways. And I'm not saying those people don't need to be in your life. They just don't need to be in such a close proximity to maybe just intimate things in your life. They don't need to be the ones speaking in, but if you are full spiritually and you have those people that are grounded, that are pointing you back to the word, that are encouraging you in the truth, then you are able to bless others with the overflow of what you have. But if we're constantly on empty and trying to navigate relationships that deplete us, that is really hard.
0: It's a really good point. And also I think that when we we know in ourselves w- when we're at a point where, oh yikes, I better not surround myself with that because I know I might be tempted to mm-hmm. to jump into that. Or yeah, I'm this is fine. I, I love being around this situation because I know I can be a positive example or whatever it might be, right? Mm-hmm. As we're talking about who we're listening to and things like that, I'm a big believer in quotes as catalysts for growth and change. I believe when words are spoken at the right time, they can be used to launch us down a path we never expected. I think quotes are all around waiting for us to use them for the right people, which is why I always suggest choosing one to get a conversation going with your kids or spouse, clearly as indicated by the quote I used in that <laughs> in that date night sticker example, which is usually attributed to Jim Rohn. But I'd love to hear about a time you can think back on, Audra, with interviewing a guest where she said something that made you stop and it really changed you from that point forward. And I'm asking because as leaders of our families, I think we can get really busy and forget to just listen and pause and take in those moments and, and really think how someone else's words should be affecting us and, and how we should use them. And implement them for good.
1: Yeah, that's so good. Definitely for me, when it comes to my work as a mom and my work in ministry and my work in podcasting, the moment I think that changed everything for me was the first year of podcasting, I got to interview JJ Heller. She has an amazing testimony. She was a singer songwriter that kind of had some overnight success with two songs. And then after they became big hits, they were on the radio, it kind of happened in an organic way. But then after that, she began writing, trying to like hoping to replicate that success again. And it just wasn't happening. It's actually not her quote. (laughs) Um, But she had a conversation with Bob Goff. So I'm sure we could all I'll just walk around and quote Bob Goff and it would be life-changing. But she was struggling saying, why is this no longer successful? And he said, do you ever get letters or emails or text about life change from your music? Even if it hasn't been on the radio or been a top hit. She said, oh yeah, all the time. He said, well, then maybe you need to change your metric for success. And this can be for anything in our life, um, whether that's parenting or Maybe how our kid's doing in school or how we are, quote, doing in ministry or whatever. We kind of live in this culture that idolizes numbers and success. And I think for me, right then and there, God said, what's going to keep you going is stories. If one person's life is changed by your obedience, um, then it's worth it. What's so sweet is Usually in the weeks when I'm most discouraged and I want to quit, I know, Jennifer, you can probably relate to those weeks because it's a lot of work. I will get a text or an email or a DM, and I'm always blown away because I can do my part on this end. I can interview, I can write a good opener, I can do all those things, but only the Holy Spirit can reach into someone's car or laundry room and grab their heart. I can't do that. I'm blown away that the Holy Spirit is working and moving just in those supernatural ways from this very small, simple offering that I give him. And that keeps me going, just the life change and the stories. And so that's what I would ask your listener, just whatever it is that the Lord has called you to, like, what is your metric for success? So I can tell that
0: that quote impacted you a lot because I don't know if you even realize, Audrey, you said that earlier in my question when you said, I know, I was sorry. sorry. I keep circling back to it. (laughs) Okay. I didn't know if you realized you said it or if it's just a natural mindset for you now. (laughs) Yeah,
1: it really is a natural because it is always, why are we doing what we're doing? And I think people pleasing, I think chasing after um, numbers. I think in ministry, that's just such a recipe for burnout and quick burnout. And I just love right now we're doing a scripture reading series and I'm um, always in second Timothy and he tells, Paul tells Timothy, I ran my race. I kept my faith. And I think for all of us, if we're going to have longevity in our calling, we have to determine, we live in a world of Christian celebrity and mega Instagram following and it is an easy temptation to look at those things but if we're going to run our race if we're going to keep the faith if we're going to be obedient to what God calls us to I think we have to establish very early on what does true success in the kingdom look like for me <laughs>
0: This bonus question with Audra is brought to you by To Gather for Advent. I know Halloween is just this weekend, but right after that, you're gonna be packing up those Halloween decorations and pulling out the holiday ones. That means you're gonna be thinking about Christmas, and I will help you make that super simple this year at Advent with using our Together for Advent game. You guys know the drill, you peel the sticker and you talk about something meaningful. For this one, it's all about the biblical story of Christmas. And I know it's not super simple to always bring that to real life and pull out the themes all by yourself. And sometimes it might feel a little awkward knowing exactly what to ask. So we make it really easy with real stickers talking about real situations that will bring you all together help you sit together longer during one of the busiest times of the year and talk about what matters. Yes, we sell these pre-sale, but they are still easy to get a hold of. We have some left. Go to togethermoments.com shop and order yours today. Here's a sneak peek with Audra into one of the questions. This question follows the verse for December 7th from Matthew 124, when Joseph decided to take Mary as his wife. Here is the sticker question, Audra. What is character? What kinds of things affect your character?
1: I love that. I love how character is defined as the nature of a person or a thing. And I love how my parents used to tell me that character is who you are when no one is looking. And I think that's a good reminder, too, that God is always looking at our heart. And so, Our character is really shaped by the things that we're constantly pouring in, the things that we're constantly looking at, and it's shaping the traits and the individual features of our heart. And so we just want to encourage you all to let God be the one to fill fill you. Let God be the one to fill you, and let God be the one to shape that amazing character that He wants to shape in you.
0: What a beautiful answer. I could not agree more. So, Audrey, you said we have to determine early on in our ministry what our definition of success will be and what our metric for success will be. And for every single one of us listening to this right now, our very, very first ministry is our family. It mm-hmm. is our home if we do not make that hard decision right now, right in this moment, what is our metric for success? We could wake up 10 months from now, 10 years from now, and have a whole lot of regret because we missed out because we kept putting other things above and making them important. I I think that the climate in our world today is just battering our families so hard. And we are Any of us who want to build a strong family grounded in faith, we are swimming constantly upstream. Mm -hmm. Even when we are surrounding ourselves with all those great people that we want to become the average of, Mm -hmm. there is a constant battle at Mm -hmm. us because we can't avoid it. Even if we want to try to live in our little bubble, we already talked about how that's not good. It is just going to shake our foundation daily. And if we try to measure our success by what the world 's standards are by even as simple as oh i 'm a failure at a mom as a mom mm-hmm. because my house is dirty because mm-hmm. that woman I follow on Instagram has a clean house and she has five kids, and she can do it okay that 's a topic for <laughs> another <can>. day yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Oh my goodness. No piles Mm -hmm. of clothes everywhere. I am looking at a dress on my steps right now, as we record this, a sloth costume. That's a serious statement (laughs) over top (laughs) of two sandals in front of me Mm -hmm. with beanbags, markers, a glue stick. I mean, there is so much junk scattered around me. (laughs) And if I ever let that define, right. I'm just saying that it's not lowering our expectations for ourselves. It's lowering what those outside things are telling us. And, I I am so happy that you said the quote, change your metric for success because that may be the key to changing all of our minds as mothers to just really rise up every single day to be the mother that we know we can for our family and engaging it on something totally different when we lay our heads on our pillows at night.
1: Yeah, and my biggest encouragement would be you need to intimately know the voice of the Lord. And you need to intimately know how much He loves you because He's literally the one who knit you together. And I think we all it's kind of cliche, like we know God has a plan for us. And there are so many voices. And there are so many opinions on how to do motherhood and what the right st- parenting strategy is. And this is, you know, I think there's so many poster children for this is what a good mom looks like. A good mom grows her own wheat and a good mom, you know, needs it into bread before 5am. Or a good mom is a CEO who's hustling and you know there is so there are so many different variations that the world tells us this is a good mom and on all of it, it the temptation would be i have to be all of those things to be a good mom but what i tell everyone is that you are unique your calling is unique all of your children are unique and all of their callings are unique so your family may not look like anyone else that you no, but if you intimately know the voice of God and you are pursuing Him and growing in Him for yourself first, all those other things are going to fall into place. And one of my favorite scriptures is James 1.5. If my podcast listeners take anything away from my podcast after any time with me, they'll be able to quote James 1.5. And it's basically, if any of you lacks wisdom, let him ask God who gives generously. And so God is waiting for us to come to him and get generous, tailor made, perfect wisdom for our families. But we're running to Pinterest and we're running to the blogs and I love podcasts. This is my world, but we're only looking to the podcast um, for advice and direction He wants you to get with him and he wants to talk to you in a still small voice and say, Hey, this is what I, this is the direction I want you to go. This is what I want you to drop. This is what I need you to add. And he wants us to hear from him in his word so that we're working from the approval of God and not for the approval of God or even the world. I am just so passionate about families hearing from him first so we can weed out all this noise.
0: I love that you brought up that verse just to go to God first and comparing that to what sometimes we do go to mm-hmm. interest or whatever mm-hmm. it might be. When we do have that intimate relationship with the Lord and we know what he is calling us to, I think it's also important. We did an Advent question here for our Advent game. So that's on my mind right now. And when Mary said, yes, it was in a quiet moment. Mm -hmm. Nobody was around her. Fireworks didn't go off. Mm -hmm. She was the only one that knew she said yes to the Lord. Whatever your will is for me, I will do it. And she waited patiently to see what happened. And even when she had Jesus, they waited and waited and Mm -hmm. waited. And she just raised him and taught him about the Lord and was obviously living her life for the Lord. And then years later, she saw the fruits of that in what Mm -hmm. Jesus was called to be. I think that is such an important thing to, to remember for all of us moms is just because we say yes we we don't see the fruits right away it takes a long time
1: so so good and i think about how different their life had to look from the very beginning you know even the gossip and and maybe the drama that might have surrounded her being pregnant before they were engaged i mean from day 1 it had to look so different you know they they spent 2 years in egypt because god just told them to go And I think what's so beautiful in that is Mary was sensitive to, to what the Lord was speaking to her and said, yes. And I think as women, God wants to meet us, he wants to meet us and he wants to, to say he, he doesn't lay out the 10 year plan, but he will give you a next step and he will give you encouragement to keep going if you need it. And he will give you what you need. Um, in the day that you need it. It's just a precious relationship that we all need to return to.
0: Audra, you yourself have a quote from an email devotional that you had done, and it is on your website. And I think your own quote may change a lot of people right here. You say, how beautiful Jesus must find a parent seeking him in the chaos And what a daily external example this must be for little ones coming behind. And Mm -hmm. you start off by saying something about our Crayola Stained Bible and how we do this in front of our children day in, day out in the messy chaos of life. But how wonderful that is for Jesus to see us mothers doing that. One of my greatest goals with this podcast and yours as well is to help families feel like they can stay strong in their real life because they're hearing and witnessing other families making it happen. If you could tell a young mom anything more than all the great wisdom you've already shared in this episode, If you could tell her what you think is the secret ingredient to getting her through all the days among the busy and the crazy and still maintaining the strength of her relationship with Christ and the strength of her family, what else
1: would you say? That quote came from some of the earliest years of my parenting. I think that light bulb moment came for me when my daughter was two. Sorry, I'm getting really emotional. And I would, I felt so guilty because, you know, I was sleep deprived and I didn't quite get up at five and get the quiet time done, the Instagram worthy way, you know, that sometimes we think it needs to be done. And I was in a discipleship group where we had quite a bit of reading and um, I was doing the reading. It was just when my daughter was next to me and um, I would kind of give her some coloring pages and she would inevitably come color on my Bible. And at first it was like, that is alarming. You know, like don't color mommy's Bible. I'm very OCD. Like you're messing up my stuff here. It used to bother me. I used to feel like a failure because I didn't do it the way I thought I should be doing it. And an older woman in my discipleship group saw my Bible and she said, oh my goodness, you are going to treasure that Bible because her kids are grown. It was a light bulb moment for me that my daughter is watching me pursue the Lord. And I'm emotional now because she's six and she has a beautiful relationship with God. And if there's anything, and I'm I'm just now seeing some fruit of the things that we've poured in. And there's been years where I'm like, is that hitting a brick wall? <laughs> um, but it's so worth it. And what I would say is, Just invite him along with you as you parent. It doesn't have to be nice and neat. And I think Jesus wants to stand with you when you're doing the dishes and he wants you to talk to him. And I think he wants you to talk about him when you're just driving in the car. And I think if we can change our mindset to compartmentalizing God, to inviting him along with us as we parent, I think it would be so life changing for us in the small and and he doesn't want us to clean ourselves up. He doesn't want us he doesn't want you to pick that sloth costume up before you feel like you can have a powerful prayer time or a great interview. Like he just Jesus just wants to do life with us. He he's a friend. The Holy Spirit is a counselor and a comforter and a guide. So That's my biggest advice to moms. Don't feel like you're failing because you're not having an hour quiet time. This time can be so sweet and inviting the Lord in to just do life with you. And he so badly wants to do life with you.
0: Ah, that is just beautifully said. And you about brought me to tears (laughs) because it made me remember a quote that my three or four year old sweet Megan, who is now in the sixth grade, I remember her looking at me and my Bible has, you know, the gold on the side. (laughs) And she said to me, mommy, I know why the Bible has gold pages because it's such a treasure. Oh, wow. And I about fell over. (laughs) I was just like, oh my gosh, same thing. She sees this. Mm -hmm. She, she knows. And. Oh, so beautiful. And I'm going to circle around back here is that it doesn't take much time for us as long as our heart is open. If we circle back to Mary saying, yes, I think it was just an ordinary moment in her day. And -hmm. the Lord chose to speak to her in that moment. It was quick and she heard him and the Lord will do that in our days too, as long as we open ourselves to letting him in.
1: I love in the word, and I read a blog post on this recently, and I can't remember who wrote it because I'd love to credit them, but they were talking about how, you know, in the Old Testament, that the men were the ones to go up the mountain and go and go into the tabernacle and the temple. But God, because the women were at home, the women were working, the women were raising children the Lord came to the women and came into their homes and came into their everyday lives. And that's so true in the stories that we see. I think about Mary in her home, maybe cleaning or doing chores and what a holy ground to know that the Lord wants to come into our homes.
0: I think that is a great place to end. Our homes are holy ground Mm -hmm. and we need to make sure we remember that each and every day. Audra, this this is one of my favorite interviews. I have enjoyed this. And oh. <laughs> we are not far from each other I in know. Tennessee and Kentucky. And I hope that we can make some time I to know. get together in person. I know. I'm so grateful. It's one of your favorites. Audra, the, I want to ask you our last question that I ask every guest. What is one thing helping your family stick together right now?
1: Mm, that's wonderful. We have a really... Simple tradition at the dinner table. This comes from my friend Ren Robbins, um, who actually um, I met through doing a podcast. And every night at the dinner table, we do a high, a low, and a buffalo, which I add, I love because Ren added the buffalo, and it's, um, you know, your high and your low. And something just interesting that happened to you throughout the day. And so we we love our dinner time together. We don't get it every night, but most nights we do. And so the Haneys always do high low buffalo.
0: I love it when you can't get those together stickers in. Hilo Buffalo sounds like a tremendous, (laughs) (laughs) a tremendous thing. But I do like that the Buffalo is so cute. I'm going to use that. Actually, I think that's
1: also good for car rides. It is good. good Yeah, my three year old calls it Hilo Muffalo. That's so sweet.
0: (laughs) I love it. Okay, Audra, tell our listeners where they can connect with you, get your five minute daily devotionals, and listen to your podcast
1: yeah so my podcast is the five minute mom podcast and it's on any of your favorite podcasting apps and right now we're doing a scripture series where we're reading through a book of the Bible every day and we're kind of making our way through um, the New Testament Paul's letters to the churches so that's on daily and then on Fridays we have an interview under 30 minutes so it's quick and easy to get in before nap time and you can find me a happy places instagram you can usually find me there at the five minute mom podcast podcast and you can find me at audrahaney.com. And one more
0: thing, you have a podcast course. Yes, people are interested in learning from the best, can you tell us real quick about that?
1: Yes. I actually partnered, I mentioned her a couple of times with Allie Worthington. We kind of put our heads together because we had a lot of people reaching out. Podcasting is such an awesome um, way to connect with your audience, but there's a lot of technical challenges and a lot of people kind of struggle with how do I get this up and running? And so Allie does a lot of business coaching and I do a lot of podcast consulting. So we wanted to make something really affordable because courses are really expensive sometimes. And we wanted the everyday person to be able to learn. So Allie does all the marketing and messaging and, you know, how do I speak to my audience in a way that's actually going to help them. And I do all the tech stuff. So there's step-by-step tutorials and videos and just anything you can need to just walk you through every step of that. And it is $99, but if you put in podcast, it'll be 49 for your listeners.
0: Awesome. I think that is so great and definitely a steal. Anyone who's thinking yeah. about podcasting should consider this for sure. Audra, this has been just wonderful. What a treat to be able to sit with you for this long and just just be fed so much goodness. Oh, thank you. <laughs>